Welcome to the Parenting Versus Podcast. Podcast? Mommy. Riley, can you say podcast? Podcast. All right. Um, this is going to be an episode with interruptions. We have kids and we have an extra kid this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're outside drinking coffee on our porch. It's a brisk fall day. It's kind of nice. I don't know. Is it too cold? No. It's good with socks on. Yeah. <clears throat> Saturday, it's been a long... Um, you know, work week, lots of busyness, lots of parenting, lots of working, lots of everything. Um, so here we are. Yep, I just almost got a. I told stick the kids. To I told the kids they can watch one more movie. Oh, okay. Riley, they're watching one more movie. Do you want to join them? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. There's always so, a straggler. <clears throat> yeah. If you want to uh, start us off. I'll get these kids ready. Okay. So. So. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a little while since we dropped a podcast. I got the boo boo. I got the boo boo. Okay. Mommy, yes. This stick is broken. Oh darn. What a bummer. Our stick is broken. Yeah, I think maybe you should put the stick in the yard where it belongs. I, I Little boys in sticks, I swear. I, got flag. I don't know what he's talking about. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to find a movie for them on Netflix, and uh-huh. I saw that they have Ex Machina. Yeah, on, they do on Netflix. Yeah. And to this day, is one of my favorite movies. I know. I love it. I like the Halloween season on like Netflix and Hulu because they always play like the sci-fi and like the spooky movies and like movies you kind of forget about the rest of the year Mm -hmm. and you're like oh yeah that movie like that's a good one and then you know it's like a really good season for movie watching I don't know maybe that sounds super nerdy but it's kind of true I was hoping they'd put the original Ghostbusters up we're gonna sing songs about sticks today 1987 or whatever it was yeah it's a classic. How do you not watch the original Ghostbusters? They have the new one up, but I'm like, meh. Okay. Hey, Riley. Buddy. Dude. Trying to do a podcast here. Can you go inside or stop singing songs about sticks? I want to. Okay, Riley. We're going to go watch Super Monsters. Ooh, Super Monsters. Let's go. That sounds fascinating. Um, yeah, so it's a good season for movies. It's... It's always my favorite. Also Christmas, but I feel like if you've seen one Christmas movie, you've kind of seen them all. Um, I feel like I'm way jumping the gun here, but I would say my top two Christmas movies are Scrooged (laughs) and Christmas Vacation, obviously. Um, And the Santa Claus is pretty good, too. I think that's more of a nostalgic, like, childhood movie that I remember watching as a kid and being, like, full of wonder. And, like, it's Tim Allen. I mean, let's be honest. It's not the best acting, but it'll do. Um, (laughs) it's fun watching that movie with kids. Um, Luke has seen that with us and he, he loves it. He's like, mom, is that the real one? And I'm like, um, yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So movie season. Yay. Movies. Um, speaking of movies, I was actually reading this article this morning. I like to read random things and it's an article about, um, (laughs) 
23 unscripted movie moments that actually made into made it into films. Ooh, I know one. Some of them are kind of interesting. I know one. What? Uh, right off the bat. Uh, in Jurassic Park, where the kids were in the uh, little uh, Ford Explorer, the, oh, yeah. the, the one that was on a track, the animatronic T-Rex supposedly malfunctioned, and that was real, real terror on their face. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I don't know if that's true or not. I... It's not confirmed, but I did. I did uh, read that somewhere. That's yeah. That would be terrifying. Um, one of the ones that they said is an unscripted thing from a movie is in the Forty-Year-Old Virgin with Steve Carell, when he's getting his chest waxed and he yells "Ah, Kelly Clarkson," <laughs> and then he yells some other words that I'm not gonna say. That was a genuine reaction. Um, I think they said that he didn't realize it was gonna hurt so much when they waxed his chest. <laughs> So those were actual reactions. That was genuine pain. Um, another one is in Django Unchained uh, when Leonardo DiCaprio accidentally cuts his hand, like he cut his hand open when they were filming, and he did the scene with his hand bloody. Like that wasn't a planned thing. That was his actual blood, and his hand was actually bleeding. And he just kind of kept going with it, um, and it made for a pretty powerful scene. So it's pretty crazy. It's just interesting, like the things that you like these moments that you're like, oh yeah, that's. That's a really, really, like, token moment in that movie, and it's, like, not even planned, so. Yeah. I missed the moments, because I was... It's okay, you can listen to this later. I can. Yeah. <laughs> what did you talk about? Well, I was talking about how in Django Unchained, um, mm. the bloody hand that Leonardo DiCaprio has, he actually cut his hand on accident. Ooh. And he just kept going with the scene. Yeah. And then Steve Carell in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh, yeah. That was an actual Like, they were reaction. really... Yeah. Um... And in Jaws, when he says you're going to need a bigger boat, mm-hmm. great. That um, that was also. And let's record our daughter whining. Oh. I get my what? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to get up again. Her moon? I'm so confused. Um, fun fact, since we're talking about movies, um, it says in Aladdin, Robin Williams went off script all the time, and the animators actually loved it. So that's kind of cool. Um, that would be really fun, because it, one, it's Robin Williams, two, it's probably really creative and hilarious, and you're animating whatever he's saying, even if it's not in the script. Okay, so children, toddlers, she wants you to put her boots on. And she doesn't want me to put her boots on. Because she's two. And she wants her boots on for some reason. Okay. I don't know why. If we're going to have boots, we have to start with socks. So, I think we're going to take a parenting pause, but I I get a, um, uh, uh, like a children's advice little email thing. It was actually, it actually started as a parenting, like just information thing. Like pregnant, like when Lindsay was pregnant. With Luke, um, I was I would get an email each week, and it would say your baby your baby is the size in the womb, your baby's the size of a peanut, your baby's the size of a kiwi, your baby's the size of whatever. Um, and then when Luke was born, it gave me advice. Up until Riley was born, when I reset it back to you know baby, and I did it for all three. Um, but what I Remember, one of the emails came through for toddler for, you know, age two is that 
toddlers are very particular. Um, and if, if they perceive something to be out of place, it wrecks their world. Like, Riley and Juliet are almost in the same stage because they're, they're only a year apart. Um, but, like, Riley, if I give him a piece of bread, like for a snack or something, and I accidentally tear a corner off the piece of bread, he will flip out. Like, he wants me to glue the bread back together. And he doesn't want a new piece of bread. He wants that piece of bread, but fixed. And I'm like, dude, I can't fix this piece of bread. Um, so, toddlers, they they are a terror. And I have two of them. So, um, anyways, we'll take a parenting pause and be right back. Okay, we're back. Somebody crying again? Yeah, it's okay. They'll figure it out. Problem solving skills. Um, oh, dear Lord. It's her again. Um, There's this little game we play called hide and seek parenting style where we hide from our kids and they find us every time. And typically it's with whining. Um, they find us and it's like, Mom. Like they could be totally engaged in something for an hour and then the minute we decide to sit down it's like oh hey let's harass our parents that sounds like a good idea oh my good lord these kids were up at six o'clock doesn't matter how late we put them to bed or try to get them to sleep in they're always up at five or six it's insane. I don't know like why our kids' internal clocks are so early, but I've had just about enough of this. Um, ugh. Last weekend we were in Denver staying with some friends and their kids sleep in and I was like, you have no idea how awesome that is. Our kids, on the other hand, were up at 5 a.m. Running around, making noise, playing dinosaurs and T-Rexes at 5 a.m. in our friend's house. I like a mustard. Okay. And, um, yeah, our friends were not happy about that. So we <laughs> we had an interesting time in Denver. Oh, we went to Denver. Yeah. Are you sorry? Did you already talk about it? Yes. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing? No. We went to Denver. Uh-huh. What about it? <laughs> Denver's, um, I would say, the second most familiar city to me. Huh. I went there when I was a kid. I remember the first time I went to Denver, I was probably about 9, 10, maybe 11, I don't know, with my family. Mm -hmm. And there's a picture laying around somewhere. We went to we went to a preseason Packers game, Green Bay Packers. My dad's a big yeah. Green Bay Packers fan. Huge. Go Pack Go. Um, went to a preseason game in the old Mile High Stadium. Uh, it was really, it was fun. It was a good trip with the whole family. And there's a picture laying around somewhere, I don't know where it is but we're all in some parking lot somewhere in Denver with the mountains in the background and they're snow-capped um, but I remember the first time going to Denver <coughs> being amazed not at the mountains because we have mountains here but um, of the buildings 
Like, yeah. I, I was... Like, skys- like actual yeah. skyscraper. I don't know if you know this about me, but I... I, um... At one point, even today, was obsessed. Or am, am, am obsessed? I don't know. Obsession is maybe the wrong word. But I enjoy and I, I like looking at tall buildings. Like yeah. architecture. Yes. Like especially this, skyscrapers. Like, several times. Have I? Yes, because you always tell me what the highest building in Albuquerque is. You go to New York, you tell me all about the buildings in New York and mm-hmm. how high they are. Yes. You, did you know Frank Lloyd Wright wanted to build a building that was a mile high? It'd be awesome. He did. He, he showed the uh, plans. He uh, revealed his plans in a some press conference in Chicago. Um. <clears throat> And the only reason I know this is because of a podcast I listen to called Everything Alive mm-hmm. with Ian Schilling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's on, he's on some famous podcast, Ian Schilling. Mm-hmm. But uh, they interview inanimate objects. Yeah, you, we've mentioned this several times. We, I know we have. But they, he, in this episode, he was interviewing an elevator, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they were talking about... Um, this building that... is it basically just him giving the history of different things no it's it's it sounds silly and it kind of is but it sounds it's... kind of boring but i i can understand that it's not I it's just it's not boring gauge, though like like what it is that's weird that to you it sounds boring because to me it doesn't sound boring like it I, I was hooked when i first even heard about it well, like, and oh, like inanimate objects okay like no I but don't... it gets deeper it's like i mean I guess it just depends on your tastes yeah. and whatever, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I got you. Um, I went and saw a Frank Lloyd Wright house in Chicago once. It was really cool. It was built in the early 1900s, um, and it was, I can't remember the name of it, but it was, like, um, structured so that natural light would rotate throughout the day in these different areas of the house, and it had like all these windows and notches and nooks that would create these like natural light filters hmm. that almost looked like spotlights. Interesting. And things. It was really cool. Lots of really cool wood. Were you the one that was telling me that um, architect students tour that uh, that antique store on Central? Yeah. Because it's like architecturally a pretty neat place, I guess. It's European. Yeah. Um. It's it's. Fashioned after, so what I'm talking about is Gertrude Zachary is this lady here, and she's passed away since. Oh no, I'm, I'm talking about the one close to Highland. Oh, the antique store. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, they, they do also tour. I think Gertrude Zachary's home because it's mm. it's a Europe. It's based on European architecture. Mm. But yeah, the one because there's an antique store off of Central, um, Old Route 66. It's like a big mm-hmm. two or three story antique store, but. It's like a box, but inside is different staircases that go different places. It's very mid-century modern. Um, it's it's really cool. It has a staircase. It's like a winding, centrally located staircase. Um, it's a really good example of mid-century modern architecture. Um, it's really cool. In fact, I would love to take some pictures and like show you guys. But it's just like a perfect example cream? of of that. Um, and it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of a bummer that it's like a random antique store. Because it could be something really cool. <laughs> I mean, the antiques are neat and everything, but like, I feel like it's not living up to its full functionality as a really awesome building. Um, yeah, it's it's super neat. So, um, I wish I could think of the name of it, but yeah, it's it's a really cool structure. The staircases are like amazing. It's not what you expect when you see it on the outside, and then you walk in and you're like, oh my gosh, like what a gem! 
<laughs> but uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty neat. And then Gertrude Zachary is this lady who's passed away, but she was a big time antiques dealer and art dealer here in Albuquerque. Um, she, her daughter, I think still has her company going and everything, but she used to go to Europe a couple times a year and buy old antiques and artifacts and things. Um, and she built a castle. It's like an urban castle. It's downtown in Albuquerque. Um, and it's very European style. <clears throat> a bit strange. Yeah, it's it's definitely strange, um, but it's interesting. It seems like it's unfinished. I don't think it is finished. Like it's it's the the walls are gray, but it looks like you know unfinished concrete gray. There's like iron rod fence gate um, wall, I guess. I don't think it is finished. I think it was her legacy to finish it. Mm-hmm. And from what I was told, um, and what I read, she had wanted it to be eventually become a museum. Interesting. I, I mean, I don't... The family still owns it. You can't go in there or anything, but it would be interesting to... I know they had a pop-up dinner there last year. What is a pop-up dinner? Um, It's like it's like this underground group of people here that do these, like, gourmet dinner things. They're, like, invite-only, and it's, like, a secret location. They don't tell you where it's going to be until the day of, and mm-hmm. they're always in these really cool, random places with these local chefs that everything's locally sourced, and they had one there, and somebody recorded it, and it was pretty neat. This daughter of ours is super cute, but sometimes I just want time with you. Um, yeah, welcome to Parenthood. Yeah. She's like, I know you guys are doing this, but I'm going to get my boots and come out here and jump around. You jumping around? Hey, Juju, is there something like a two-year-old loves to do that you want to do right now? Yeah, jump around and bug you. She's spinning. Ballerina. She's She's kind of showing off. She's, she's... She's going to be in show business. So I'm going to describe her attire right now. So she's wearing <laughs> these like Santa Fe leather boots with like fringe fr- fringe little fringe. leather things. Uh, yeah. Um, she's wearing PJ pants that have pizza, donuts, and bananas on them. And she's That's wearing a uh, PJ uh, long sleeve shirt that has the planets on it. And her hair is shaggy and disheveled. She looks like she's going to go to and Meow she's, Wolf. she has a... <laughs> oh, and there. Okay, um, that's our daughter. So, I think I'm gonna parenting pause, change a diaper, and maybe find something more engaging for her to do. Okay. Is it okay? Yeah, we just parenting pause. I know, but I I just need couch time with you. <laughs> okay. So, we're gonna pause yet again. Yet again. But that's 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 our namesake. Parenting versus podcast. And right now the parenting is winning. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Let's put a timer on and see for how long. 
Well, we're 20 minutes in this podcast. We've had two parenting podcasts. Pauses. Um, parenting is hard. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> I like don't even want to talk about it. It's traumatizing sometimes. Parenting ain't easy, but it's necessary. It sounds like a blues song. No, it's, that's a it's a gangster rap oh. quote. Okay. Pimping ain't easy, but it's necessary. You know, I, I watched think that's it. A I documentary think. actually about pimps yesterday. Mm. And. <laughs> sex trafficking of course you did speaking of pimps um where did you watch it by the way youtube oh um i was gonna say i subscribed to curiosity stream for my students yeah and uh there's a bunch of documentaries i i have it for science I documentaries watch them all. but there's a bunch of like documentaries you would like i probably would it's called the documentary i watched oh it was netflix i'm sorry it was called tricked um an in-depth documentary examines all sides of America's sex trafficking trade. It was pretty interesting because mm. one of the cities that they focused in on was Denver, speaking of. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, really interesting perspectives, really interesting um, stories that people tell, really sad. And um, I can't get enough of these documentaries because this is such a big problem in the United States and we just turn a blind eye. like. We act like if it it's doesn't... It's inconvenient. Right. Well, we act like if it doesn't affect us or someone we know, then it's like, oh, man, it's not happening. Or if it is happening, it doesn't affect me, so I'm just going to pretend like it doesn't. It's denial. Right. Like, there are for sure issues, lots of issues, mm -hmm. that our country and our state and our city, like, face. And if it's something that I don't want to deal with right now, I just kind of put blinders on. If I put blinders on long enough, I forget about it, and I don't have to worry. I don't want it to inconvenience my... Day to day, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. and that like that's I'm talking about myself, not right. No, I but I think I'm like other people, maybe. Well, and you know it's interesting because a lot of times I think we either don't recognize the signs of somebody being trafficked, or we choose not to. Um, nobody should be ignorant of the signs of somebody being sex trafficked. And I was actually looking at some st statistics. There are more people involved and victimized in sex trafficking today. So in sexual slavery, basically, then the populations of L.A., Chicago, and like Orlando combined. L.A., Chicago, and, and Orlando. Orlando. That's an odd city. Yeah, to no. Add in there. I'll find. I'll find. It was. <clears throat> I think it was Orlando. Um, I'll find the. So, I'm gonna just throw out my best estimations. L.A.'s. I'll find eight it. million. Chicago's three million. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not looking at data right now. I'm just kind of guessing, throwing out numbers. Mm -hmm. LA's eight million. Chicago's three million. It's eleven million. Orla right. Orlando's like, I don't know, a million. No, Orlando. I'm guessing would be like seven hundred thousand. There was this guy who was a John on here, and he just made me want to punch him in the face. Here it is. Okay, here it is. No, Miami. Okay. 20.9 million people are victims of human trafficking around the world today, more than the populations of New York, Chicago, Miami, Houston, and L.A. Dang. Combined. In the United States, that's how many... How do they get those around numbers? Around the world. Oh, around the world. So that really... That pisses me off. And that should piss you off, too. It should make yeah. you angry. It, that, that's, it's, not a, it's, not a, a, it's not a topic that's given a lot of... Um, press though well and here's the thing that really struck me um the they were talking um to a guy who 
works in Las Vegas. He's a police officer in Las Vegas, Nevada. And they were saying, he was saying basically like Las Vegas has talked about making, you know, a red light district here in, in Las Vegas. And he said, you know, people think if we make it legal, the issue will go away. And he's like, the issue will increase. Like people will bring their illegal behavior. They will bring sex trafficking to a whole new level and it'll be, they'll be setting up shop in a so, place where it's protected. Sorry. A red light district district. That's like legalized prostitution. Basically. Don't they already have that in Nevada? No, they have brothels. They have to be outside of the city limits. Um, and if you wanted to pay for sex, you could pay for sex. In Nevada, yes. Um, but there's regulations around it. I'm not exactly sure what they are. You'd have to look it up. I'm not an expert on that. Do the, um, do the uh, employees have to have to um, be be like screened and checked they do um, and like do you have to I actually watched a documentary on that do you have too. to wear a condom or something you do um i was i watched a documentary on that too the, how is that regulated though uh, how do they enforce that i don't know but the women have it there's a there's a clinician or a nurse that comes in every week and they do sti testing they do hiv testing they you know what i mean they have to get tested they have to be clean um but that's not even the point Okay, like aside from, from it being quote-unquote legal in parts of Nevada, they were talking on this documentary about how the issue is um, evolving and changing. It used to be, you know, people running away from home and getting like stuck in this prostitution situation and, you know, being sex trafficked. And it was like people would, it was easier for you to look at people that made bad decisions and say, oh, they put themselves in that situation mm -hmm. or they quote-unquote chose it. But now, because of the internet and chat rooms and social media and Instagram and moco space and yeah moco space it's it's a thing I guess teenagers use I don't know what is that I don't know I don't use it um <laughs> I'm gonna google it right now okay well because of all these social media platforms it is allowing traffickers and predators to enter into like suburban America and traffic and coerce young girls like that aren't on the streets you know it could be your daughter. Like, and I think about Juliet, I think about our daughter. And, um, you know, I think about like her getting on Instagram and having some guy say all the right words. Like, oh, you're so cute. Oh, you're this, oh, you're that. You know, and, and teenage girls, like they want to feel special. They want to feel pretty. They want to feel like they're sexy. They want to identify with being wanted. And so these guys are saying all the right things and then all of a sudden they're meeting and then all of a sudden they're getting kidnapped and taken and, and put into this situation. Um, there's a term called boyfriending in, which is basically where the trafficker will identify uh, a girl. Usually it's a girl who has lower self-esteem or who is vulnerable, um, you know, and they will pretty much spoil her. You know, they'll take her on a date, they'll buy her a bunch of stuff. Oh, you're so pretty, I love you so much, you're so beautiful. Let me take care of you. You know, they'll they'll do all this stuff to kind of wine and dine her. And then within like two weeks they they turn her. They'll 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 flip and they'll start beating the crap out of her. They'll threaten her family if she tells anybody. They'll say, you know, I did all of this for you and now you're gonna go you're gonna pay me back. Um, you know, and they put them on the streets and they tell them like, you're going to, you're going to pay me my money. You're going to get my money. And, um, so it's called boyfriending in, um, and this is happening to girls as young as 12, sometimes younger. Um, and this is an issue that like we can't ignore anymore. 
I think about Albuquerque where we live and we have the big eye. We have, um, we're crossroads for a lot of places. The big eye is in the intersection of I-25 and I-40. Mm -hmm. We have a really high human trafficking rate. Um, drugs are directly involved in this. So this pushes the drug trade a lot because they also get their victims hooked to drugs. So it's harder for them to escape. They'll, you know, they'll traffic them and they'll get them addicted to things. And then, so if somebody wants to escape, they have to deal with withdrawal and they have to deal with, you know, trying to escape while they're withdrawing from whatever it is they're addicted to, which is terrible. Um, and so it's a form of control. It's like invisible bars really. And then, um, so here in Albuquerque, we have a huge problem with that. And I'm not saying it's just here. I know that Atlanta has a big problem with it. Um, major cities that have major thoroughfares deal with that a lot. Um, Portland. <laughs> it's basically any city that has a major highway going through it. And what will happen is the pimps will do this thing where once a victim, and I say victim because a lot of times we think that people are choosing this lifestyle. They're not. They're not choosing this. They are victimized. We arrest people that are victims of sex trafficking, and we're not arresting the people that are perpetuating it. And, and that's super wrong. But um, what they do is once once a girl racks up enough charges in a city, like like let's say there's a girl working the streets in Albuquerque, and she has like 12 different criminal charges, you know, and rather than lose money by not pimping that girl out and having her go to jail, they will traffic her to a different state. And they'll do business with another trafficker. They will traffic her to a different state where she doesn't have any charges and she'll start working in that state. And then they will get another girl from somewhere else. So it's a, it's a commodity trade. You're trading human beings. It's terrible. It's horrible. And so this like, do you know what I feel too? That people, people feel helpless in that situation. Like they're like, oh, that's bad. But what am I supposed to do? Well, like, and, that, and that's what they were saying on this documentary. Um, they were saying, you know, the police... They're, they're treating victims like they're criminals. Like you're oh, treating the girl that's selling, the her, that's selling her body who is under coercive control and is a victim of a crime as a criminal. So You're not prosecuting the Johns and the pimps and the people soliciting sex or the people selling the sex. You're, you're prosecuting the women that are, that are victims of this act. Yeah. Why would you want to say, like, can you help me? Please help are me. Are these women, do they... I mean, I, I was getting coffee just now, so I don't yeah. know if you mentioned this. Are these women, um, a lot of them are girls, I bet. Yeah. Like, not adults. No, they're children. Um, <clears throat> a lot of them are children. Where do they recruit these these women? Like, from the United States, or they come from Mexico, or, like, um, other countries? Well, all over the place, but in the United States, that's what they were talking about. Like, there used to be a time where you would go into the quote-unquote wrong part of town and there would be working girls like working the streets and it was assumed that they were choosing that lifestyle and you could kind of avoid it if you wanted to and if you put yourself there it's because you wanted to be there but because of technology because of the internet because of all this other stuff it is now easier for people to recruit like young girls like our daughter let's say she's on instagram and some yeah. some dude's like oh you're cute yeah you want to meet me later? And she's like, yeah, I'll meet you at the mall. Don't tell my parents. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that, they, they abuse I'm worried, that. too, that that happens at my school. Not it does. Not a lot. It does. Not a lot. But um, last year, I had this student. Um, <clears throat> she was uh, 
very rarely in my class. Like she was on my roster. I remember you telling me. And she showed up like the first day of school. Then she didn't show up for like two months. And then she would show up like for a little bit. She wouldn't do anything. She was polite. She was like respectful. Um, but she would just sit and she'd be on her phone or whatever. But she wore very, very skimpy clothes. Like a half shirt that was super tight and like very, very short shirts and like and she wasn't like friends really with like the other kids and it, it worried me and that's a that's a sign of yeah. sex trafficking and what our school would do is like if you're gone for a certain period of time we disenroll you from high from high school but a lot of these kids what they'll do is they'll come like right on the day before we can legally disenroll them they'll show up a teacher will mark them present, and then they'll be gone. Mm -hmm. um, so she was. She eventually was disenrolled, and then, and then there was a um, notice sent out to all the teachers that if you see the student, she's not allowed to be on campus, whatever. So she would end up showing up again, but um, she was very mature, like for a fourteen-year-old. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like she was not like a child. Like she as far as her her demeanor, like how she held herself, how she how she talked like she had experienced life already you could tell um she smoked cigarettes <laughs> like i don't know it's just really weird she wasn't your typical 14 year old and i haven't seen her since and i, I worry that i mean that's one case that i i've seen that you know just makes me wonder well and sad too but and that's that's so sad because that is a sign of sex trafficking. You see a girl wearing clothes that are not like seasonally appropriate or they're showing a lot of skin or they're, you know, like nightclub type stuff during the day. That's a big indicator. Um, a lot of actually, and this is going to sound terrible, but um, here in Albuquerque, we have a lot of casinos. Like if you were to go into a casino today, like right now, and you looked around and you saw a woman wearing clothes that were tightly fit and it looked like she was going to go clubbing right now. It's Saturday at 830 in the morning. She is more than likely a sex worker. Mm -hmm. Is um, is the term sex worker? Is that that's what it is? Well, I would say it's a it's a it's a victim of sex trafficking. Yeah. I think that it's fair to assume that. But I mean, the, the word prostitute is not good. No, I mean, a prostitute... I'm just wondering because I, I was actually looking. All right, can I ask? You, can I? Yeah. Can I say something? Sure. Real quick. Sorry, it's kind of off topic, but um, I follow a uh, podcaster author, uh, speaker, a guy named Science Mike, who's on the Liturgist podcast, which I've been listening to for a long time. Um, he is very conscious about his language, the way he speaks. He doesn't want to like make anybody feel uh, unwelcome or something like that. But he uses the term folks a lot. He, does, he doesn't say people. He doesn't say like, he doesn't use pronouns, I guess. And he uses the word folks a lot, and I've noticed that pattern. Like, he always, I don't know if it's just him or whatever. But last night, because I was wondering, I look, I was Googling, is the, ter is the word people offensive? Like, I, I was just wondering. Like, I, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so I was just wondering, like, terms that are, like, you're not supposed to say, or it's, I don't want to say you're not supposed to, but, like, People who are conscious of the language they use describing people, <laughs> uh, they don't say like that. If if a person is is 
if a, if a, if there's like a Mexican here in the United States who uh, is not, I don't know how do how do I, how do I phrase this? <laughs> See, I'm I'm like unaware. I'm not I'm not even like. Well, I, it's hard. Because I'm just I'm just wondering. Correct, so you have to ask the question. <clears throat> You're not supposed to say that person is illegal. Is illegal because no. people are not illegal. No. You're supposed to say undocumented. So here. Um. Go ahead. This might clear this up for you. Um. This is taken from an organization here in Albuquerque that I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. Um. When I have more time, I want to volunteer for them. Like I want to go out and volunteer for them and do what they do. Um, mm -hmm. It's called Street Safe New Mexico. You can look up their website, streetsafenewmexico.org. Um, shout out to them and all the work they do. It's amazing. Hmm. So here's... Oh, here's a shout out. That's worthwhile. Yeah. We're not shouting out to like Coca-Cola or anything no. like that. No. <laughs> um, so this is what it says. Prostitute or sex trafficking victim. So this should help you differentiate a little bit. 90% of all street prostitutes in Albuquerque fit the federal definition of current or former sex trafficking victim. 30% are current trafficking victims who are at this moment being forced by another person to sell sex. 60% are former trafficking victims, meaning that in the past someone has forced them to sell sex or they started selling while underage. 60%, which means that over half were forced into that industry as a child. So what is the federal definition of a sex trafficking victim? In determining if someone is a sex trafficking victim, the federal government looks at two things. One, the age of the victim, and two, if they are being forced to sell sex. And the use of force is used by another person that can include emotional threats, manipulation, <clears throat> lies, and violence, which we talked about earlier. The results in two categories of victim. Category one is an under, under the age of 18 and not forced to sell sex. So they're a minor, but they're not being forced. And category two is somebody who is any age and being forced. So an adult who sells sex voluntarily is not a sex trafficking victim. So I think that's where you oh, could okay. say, like, that would be a prostitute or somebody who is... Is the word prostitute? Can that, you say that? That I don't know. I mean, I think that you can. Sex but worker? I, I just don't... I think sex worker is probably a better term. Um, so here's some more statistics for you. Um... 90% of victims mm -hmm. are physically assaulted by a pimp or trafficker, and we're talking about a victim here, so a sex trafficking victim. 42% of victims are beaten by a pimp trafficker every single day. 52% of victims are raped by their pimp or trafficker. 28% of victims are forced to use drugs. 55% of victims have had forced abortions. And 28% of victims um, have had actual abortions and 25% of victims were recruited by another woman. So, and 6% of victims had a female pimp. And they talked about this on that documentary too. Um, what the pimps, what they'll do is they will have a woman. So one more time, what's the name of the documentary? Um, it's called Tricked. And what's the name of this website again? This is um, safestreetsnewmexico.org. Yeah. And this is Albuquerque specific, but there's other websites you can go to that are nationally known. So like a, Albuquerque Police Department like task force to try to stop these illegal activities like I mean you would hope so but I don't I don't I think bet you that this be, is a high I bet priority you for it would be FBI game. because it's crossing state lines you know what I mean so it's an, if it's crossing state lines if it's interstate um, crimes then FBI gets involved so I would hope that there's some sort of and that's the thing you would hope you know what sucks is politicians don't talk about these things no like Politicians are talking about, I don't know, what are they talking about right now? 
oh, they're talking about that journalist with, that yeah. was killed in Saudi Arabia, which is terrible too, but I don't know. But this is something that's happening right here, right now, mm-hmm. and we need to be talking about it, and I feel like it's an uncomfortable conversation for people to have, and I'm sorry, but fuck comfort. Like, no, I'm serious. Like, like I'm sorry if it's ugly, but mm-hmm. you need to talk about it. Yeah. Um, the church needs to get involved. I'm just going to say that. There is an organization here that's a, a faith-based one that helps sex trafficking victims once they get out, and it's called Spoken For. Huh. Um, there's a few of them around but but that enti- that entails that the women have to get out first and i think that's the hardest part is they have to try to get out and that's you know like i said and like they said on the statistics like some of these girls are recruited by women like think about your student mm-hmm. think about you know she goes home she doesn't have a mother figure mom's in jail mom's not around you have another older woman who's like oh you know come and hang out with me and and spend some time with me and I'll take care of you. And here, let's go do girly things. Women and girls want that connection mm-hmm. with other women. And that's that's what happens. They'll recruit, yeah. they'll use other women to recruit them. That's crazy. And to turn them. I'm glad you have this topic because I was going to talk about how I'm going to carry two phones around with me. Wow. Like totally not in the same level, right? Mm-hmm. I can tell you why if you want. I mean... No, I keep talking about your important topic. No, if you need to tell me, you can go ahead and tell me. <laughs> it's stupid. That's what I'm saying. Our our podcast got real. Yeah, every now and again it does. Um, took us a little bit to lift off this morning, but here we are. No, I I just this is something that's really close to my heart, and I don't know why. I'm like I've never been a victim of sex trafficking. I've never, you know, sold my well, body for sex. You're um, a compassionate person, like, and you you ha- you can have empathy for. People. This just enrages me. This is one of those things that makes me so angry. There needs to be some light shown on this. Like, I don't know how, but it's just... I just can't imagine. Like, I, I have no idea. Well, I can't imagine the hopelessness that these women feel every single day. I mean, literally, like this one girl in the documentary was talking about a typical day, and it's like you go sell yourself all night, your pimp gives you a downer to make you go to sleep, you sleep for two hours, you get up and you do it all again. Like, and sometimes you get the shit beaten out of you. Like, I just, I can't imagine the hopelessness and despair that somebody would feel when they're caught in this cycle and they just feel like they can't get out and there's nobody that cares and there's nobody that's going to help them, yeah. you know, and, and, and that needs to stop. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about just the, just like me and you and people who are like me and you who are living our lives and, and working and having our kids and like striving for some goal and how inconvenient it is for us to even think about that or spend our spend mental energy to think about people who are suffering like that's it's hard to do it doesn't come naturally you know what I mean like I would rather instead of talking about this like I would rather be you know sitting at a brewery watching a soccer game drinking a beer like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. and that sounds like fun to me like worrying myself about terrible things like that's not fun but people i mean it has to happen if we want our if we want our 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 city to be a better place our country to be a better place but it's like take your blinders off people like this is around you we don't want to you all the time we don't want to take our blinders off take a freaking drive down central sometime no i know like like i i i know this sounds weird i take a drive around the city in the mornings before work sometimes when i can Mm -hmm. um i think i've mentioned this before like i will take the old route 66 i'll take central down and then back up and it's a good way to kind of just feel like the city's like heartbeat i know you do that every day i try 
Um, it's something that it helps me think, it helps me process, it helps me see where our city's at, and it helps me observe things that people aren't necessarily observing. Um, you see a lot of interesting things when you're driving up and down Central early in the morning because it looks one way at night when all the lights and the neon signs are out and everyone's going out and having drinks and da 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 da. It looks way different in the morning when that all that glitz and all that shimmer is like turned off. It's it looks real. Mm. Um, so I take a drive around almost every day. And I notice things. And there's always this one strip of Central that I drive up and down. And you can tell. Where is it? Um, it's between Central and San Pedro, all the way up to Central and Wyoming. And sometimes I go further. It just like depends closer on to the fairgrounds? how much time. Yeah. The fairgrounds is a terrible area. Oh, yeah. Um, that is the highest area for prostitution in the city. Hmm. You they, can see they it in the They morning. tore down that bus stop, that, the bus stop that's on Wyoming and Central because there was so much crime happening right there by that McDonald's. That is... That is the second most notorious hub for underage prostitution in the state. What's the first? Uh, it is University of Manal, where that oh. giant truck stop is. Right by our house. Yep, our old right house. Off the, right off the freeway. Our old house. Yeah. I, I know a lady. I used to work with a lady who, um, when I was a case manager, she was a she was an ex-prostitute um, in Albuquerque back in the 80s and the 90s. And she kind of changed her life and got her crap together. And now she's she goes out onto the streets and helps those women, which is incredible. That's cool. Um, yeah, she's amazing. And she was telling me, like, yeah, those, you know, those hubs have always been the spot because they are right, both right off major directions of the freeway. You're going east, Wyoming and Central is right there. And then if you're going, um, if you're going south, then you have um, University of Manal. And so those are two of the most major hubs for, for that. And it's, it's really sad. I actually had a, a client, um, I can't use names, but when I was a case manager whose daughter was rebelling hardcore, the daughter was 12. And one this night- back when you were in your 20s? Nope, this was two years ago. <laughs> um, hmm. The client called me, it was probably 11 at night, and she's like, my daughter's missing. We got into an argument. She she met some guy, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, did you call the police? And she said, yes. So I called the daughter. I found out where she was, and she was with some strange dude on Central and Wyoming. Hmm. And I had to call the police and tell them, like, this is what's happening. She's underage. Please go get her. This is what she looks like. Um, they found her, luckily, and brought her home. But I, I don't think I have ever ripped into a child the way I ripped into that little girl I was sitting with her mom when the police brought her home and I was like do you have any idea what could have happened to you tonight do you have any idea and I let her know I was like you could have been kidnapped murdered raped sold into sex traffic like I let her have it mm -hmm. and I hope I scared the ever-living god yeah, out of maybe her. you did yeah it's cold yeah it's a little cold <laughs> my fingers are cold um <clears throat> I'm gonna switch gears is that okay yeah um, yeah, please do, because now I'm getting all worked up, and I don't want to be. Okay. So, uh... Turn on that ignorance, I guess. <laughs> I, I kind of want to right now. Sorry. No, it's a heavy topic, and you need to take it in space. Yeah, I just need to move on. Yeah. So, uh, it's 12 degrees Celsius right now. I've been using Celsius. Um, mm -hmm. So, I've been, I've been trying to train my brain to use uh, Celsius, just because I... I teach science, and every time we do a lab, we do Celsius, and the kids, kids have no idea of, of, of temperature, like Fahrenheit or Celsius. They're like, I don't know what either of those are. Um, it's kind of interesting. Um, 
So I've been trying to get used to Celsius. Right now it's 12 degrees Celsius. That means it's cool. It's not cold. It's just cool. And can I can I talk? Yeah. Like we're, this is probably boring. But, no, can I? Um, mm -hmm. Will you continue for a second while I get a refill? And would you like one? I want you to know about oh, Celsius. Oh, you want me to know about Celsius. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna bite the bullet. So, on this so, one. <laughs> well, I bite the bullet a lot of times. Um, water freezes. Like, the, the, wait, the freezing point of water, liquid water, is not what a lot of people like have an understanding of. It's, I've, I've, I thought it was common knowledge, but it's not. It's 30 something degrees. It's 32 degrees Fahrenheit, which is a weird number. Yeah. It's zero degrees Celsius. Uh -huh. Makes sense, right? Water freezes at zero degrees Celsius. Water boils at 100 degrees Celsius and it boils at 212 degrees Fahrenheit, depending on your elevation, atmospheric pressure. Um, These birds in our yard are, those really are robins. interested in what you're saying. Yeah, they love. They're see, like, see they, they know what's up. super stoked to hear they know you what's talk up. about this. Um, so, an audience. Anyway, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm training my brain to understand Celsius. Because if we ever take a trip internationally, I want to know and I want to be able to communicate weather with the locals. Because uh, <laughs> you know for sure, if we ever go anywhere, if we ever travel internationally, we are going to be talking about weather. Me and, you, me, me and somebody let's, else. Let's clarify. You will be talking yeah. about weather. I will be yeah. like, what's the best beer you have here? Yeah. Um, where's, your, where's your favorite coffee shop? Let's yeah. go there. There is a dash of coffee left. If you want to go grab it, okay. I'll continue to talk about Thank science. God. Yeah, please, please get this out of your system now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I have been uh, trying to train my brain to know Celsius. Um, <clears throat> 12 degrees is, is cool. It's enough to get my toes and fingers um, a little chilly where we're sitting out here on the porch. 20 degrees is, is comfortable. It's warm. Um, 30 degrees is, is hot. Um, and if you go over 30 degrees, it's, you know, it's really hot. Um, so, so there you have it. That's, it's, it's not super hard. Also, I've been, when I, when I first started try to, to try to learn how to train my brain to know Celsius, I would compare it to Fahrenheit. So in my, in my thermometer in my car, if it says five degrees Celsius, I'm like, okay, what is that? What does that mean? I know it's five degrees above freezing, so it's kind of cold, maybe. But what does that mean in Fahrenheit? Because my I know and understand Fahrenheit, so I, I, would, I would switch the the gauge from from Celsius to Fahrenheit, and I'm like, oh, it's I'm just going to estimate 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, that makes sense to me. But anyway, that's where I am. Um, so Lindsay's getting coffee, and I don't I can't talk about Celsius much more. I don't have much more to say about Celsius, but. Uh, I do have something to say about science, though. I have been, um, quote-unquote, reading a book. Ooh, our roadrunner just showed up in our backyard. I wonder what he's eating. Or she. I don't know. I don't know what she, what, what it is. Um, no, I, I've been using an app on my phone called Hoopla, H-O-O-P-L-A. Um, and you can listen to audiobooks. Oh, why? What's please, up? Just please. Okay. Parenting pause.
Okay, and we're back. That was Les Soirées d'Hotelli, Op 23 Cerezo by Napoleon Coste, performed by Jeff Medvron. Shout out Jeff Medvron. Shout out Jeff So we paused, we cleaned our house, we've done laundry. And we're back. And as I was as I was doing laundry, I was thinking about all kinds of different things I wanted to talk about. But I'm, I feel like maybe we should. Just and there's here. kids. Hey. What do you need, dude? Um, mm. said the um, toasty guy thingies are for um are for today. Um, tomorrow. Go in there. Tomorrow. I love you. What do you say? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Parenting versus. All right, can you close this? <laughs> Close that, please. Thank you. Close it. Close it. No, the big one. The big one. Oh my goodness. Parenting pause. No, just let it go. Mm hmm. Boy Jeff, he's a talented individual. Mm-hmm. And two parenting pauses away. Okay, so I'm just going to recap because I feel like this is a good parenting moment to share. Mm-hmm. In case you've ever felt alone in this area, let me just assure you you're not. Let's let's hold the details, though. Well. It's kind of nasty. It is what it is. Okay. Um, so we have our nephew. And he's had, like, skid marks in his underwear the last two days. And we tell him, like, go to the bathroom. I wonder what they're going to think when they listen to this in 20 years. Well, I hope they remember that we cleaned up their crap. We're like, go to the bathroom. And he's like, I don't have to go. And we're like, yes, you do. Because we can smell you, dude. And then on top of it, our six-year-old has had the same issue for some weird reason. Needless to say, we're doing a lot of laundry. We're doing a lot of laundry and cleaning a lot of bathrooms. And it is getting so freaking gross. Yeah. But now... So... Fresh air. Here yep. we are. And I pumpkin spiced the hell out of our house mm-hmm. just now. Thank you, Febreze. Yeah. Every, <laughs> everything is pumpkin spiced in our house right now, even Lindsay's coffee. But, um, <laughs> so, you know what I just was realizing now? I'm making the second pot of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, we have coffee from Arizona, mm-hmm. from Colorado, and from Ohio. I know. Shout out, Jen. Um, that Ohio coffee was pretty good. Yes, thank you, Jen. That was amazing. We're drinking it right now. It's delicious. <laughs> thank you. Um, also, thank you to Paul, because we had some wonderful coffee from Phoenix and um, Tempe. Tasty. Tasty. And then shout out to you for getting... <laughs> and then I bought a pound of coffee. Can you shout out yourself? Is that... Shout out to me, because I bought some good coffee in Denver. <laughs> I'm pretty dang good. I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> yeah. So, real talk on the podcast today. Yeah. And real parenting, all well, this other stuff. Speaking of, of shout outs and good coffee, can I just mm-hmm. shout something out real fast? Sure. So I probably put this on the Instagram and think I think I did. There's a new spot in town. It's called Rust is Gold. Mm. And it's also the Albuquerque Collective. So it's like a bunch of artisans that craft and make things. They have these little barn door sliding like um, retail spaces. Mm-hmm. But it's also an amazing coffee house. Yeah. Um, I've been there several times. I saw your pictures. Looks cool. I started a punch card. Yeah. 
Hmm. It's excellent. So, uh, excellente. Yeah, I, I kind of want to go there. It looks, we should it go. Looks, it looks nice. You would love it. It's it like I did cool some place. work there the other day. Actually, mm-hmm. I have my my work stuff. I sat down and I parked it. And I was what's like, the name of your work? I'm not gonna say that on here. When? Um, no, I thought you were talking about your necklaces. No, 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 no. I did actual work. I don't want you to like, like my your career. Employer. No. no, like my job. I did. Oh, I paper thought you were doing work. jewelry there. No, that's reason. too much stuff to haul around. No, I am. Um, Riley and Jules. Jules and Riley. Jules and Riley. It's on Instagram. She <laughs> makes really Instagram. cool necklaces. Oh, uh, and I saw our um, govern- gubernatorial candidate. Oh, uh, my gosh, I hate what, that word. What's sorry. her name? Um, what's her name? Um, what's our gubernatorial candidate? Would you stop saying it like that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It sounds like... Goob. Goobers. What's her name? I can't, I can't think of her think name. Of it right now. I Michelle can, Lujan Grisham. I can see her face. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw an ad. I saw an ad, and she was wearing this necklace, and it had a new, little New Mexico shaped thing. She wore that at the debate. I was wondering who made that, because like somebody made that. Yeah. You should make necklaces that she would buy, <laughs> and then like screenshot. Hey, Michelle Lujan Grisham, what kind of necklaces do you like? Yeah. Wear Lindsay's I'll, necklaces. I'll make them. They're very New Mexico. Well, so I have I have a series out right now at um, the coffee shop that I sell them at, and they're all New Mexico. It's the Zia, and the center of it is a heart. Um, and I did that on purpose this month because Balloon Fiesta and tourists and everything. Cute. And I've sold a couple. Like, Cute. I went and checked the other day, so. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, before the parenting pause, I was uh, talking about an app I use called Hoopla, H-O-O-P-L-A, mm-hmm. where you can listen to audiobooks uh, for free using your Albuquerque, Bernalillo County library card. Um, or any library card, yeah. for that matter. So I've listened to a few books. Uh, we listened to some interesting books on the way to Denver. Humble Brag <laughs> by, I don't know, it's this guy reading tweets. And it's at oh, first I'm on. like, what is this? His name's Harris Whittles. Uh, we also listened to The World's Most Haunted House by William J. Hall. That was interesting. Um, it's about a house in, in Connecticut? Yeah, it's in the Northeast somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. I think it was, yeah, in the 60s or 70s. Yeah. Pretty you know, interesting like kind of spook, spooky activity. stuff. And it was, the yeah. movie um, Poltergeist was like yeah. based on this. Demon possession, it's all fun on this, games. this haunting apparently, so it was interesting. Um, it's October. But, yeah, whatever. It was, it's interesting. <laughs> it's spooky. I wouldn't listen to it by myself, but because I'm, I'm a scaredy cat. Really? No. Oh, maybe a little bit. Say, it's like not not at night, scary. though. It wasn't like that. So, <gasps> hey, it's Walter. He's been there for a long time. I think, he, I think he's injured. No, I used to listen to a... Um, hey, Walter. It's our roadrunner I just mentioned a few minutes ago, but I'm going to keep talking. I, didn't, um, I, didn't I used to listen to a, a radio show called... Uh, oh, crap. What was it called? Um, it was about aliens and ghosts and stuff like that. Um, coast to coast? Coast to coast. Coast to coast with... Who's the host? He's famous. Dorcas Malorcas? No. Oh. He's a cool guy. But I used to listen to that show like... A while ago. Andy Bradley? I don't remember his name. I'm just throwing out names. But when I would listen to it, I would listen to it when I was driving from Albuquerque to Moriarty, when I used to live in Moriarty. And I used to get creeped out, and I would look in my back seat to make sure nobody's back there. Well, <laughs> it would I, creep me I out. would be more worried that, like, when you're driving in between the pass and the mountains, that, like, aliens would abduct you. Maybe. I mean, that's what I would be One of my friends in high school told me they had an encounter with a spaceship crashing into the Sandias, but... In high school? In high school. Um... So I'm listening to a, I don't know if it's a book or if it's just lectures, like I think it's just lectures, but it's called Meaning, um, Exploring the Big Questions of the Cosmos with a Vatican Scientists by Guy Consolmango, SJ, PhD, Director of the Vatican Observatory. Um, and I'm really enjoying this book. Like this guy's talking about how, I mean, he's, 
he's a scientist and he's also a Jesuit, um, Jesuit priest. Mm -hmm. um, and he's talking about how like faith and science doesn't have to like be in competition with each other. It doesn't. Um, how we've made it that way and it's really cool um makes me want to become catholic actually um okay. <laughs> yeah if we can can i can, can i talk about Do faith you need to confess can i talk about faith a little bit sure so um a couple of weeks ago i went to church with my parents they go to a mega church here in town mm. uh and the pastor of this church was is a straight psychopath I wouldn't go that far. Maybe he is. I don't know. It's it is a it's I'm a mega. To reel your listeners it's a mega church, um, and I won't say what the church is. I don't want to be mean. It but, starts with an L. <laughs> I have no problem being mean. They're on the west side. They go to church in a dome. Okay, you, you know what the church is? Yes, go in there. <sighs> Riley is. Looking up right, the looking with vampire at the, teeth yep. and going, hey, 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 hey. So he was going on and on in the, in the, in the church service uh, about, uh, well, the, the, the sermon was on miracles, but somehow like half of the sermon was about how we need to vote and politics math, and... Math problem, 10,000, Go ask Google and go in there. Go ask Google, go in there. Thank you. Close the door, please. Uh, Parenting versus podcast. Mm-hmm. So half the po half the half the podcast half the uh, sermon was about politics, like voting. Like you need to vote, you need to register. There's somebody in, at our church right now who will register you to vote. If you need to know who to vote for, you can talk to me later. Like those were real things he said. I, God bless my parents, but I, when I was driving away from that church, I'm like, I'm not a Christian. I don't want to be a Christian. I don't want to go to church. I just want to enjoy my Sundays and watch football. Um, and I've kind of been in this funk, this funk where like, like yeah, maybe I can take a break of, off of church for like two, three, four years. I, maybe I would be okay. Um, but yeah, it's funny because I've been in that. I don't want to go to church funk too, actually. Mm -hmm. um, we're doing a study with our small group. And that's the thing. I love our small group. I love the people in it. But the study, I can't stand it. Like, I like the conversation, but I can't stand the study. It seems like it's surface-level crap. Um, yeah, I mean... I don't know. Maybe I'm being too judgmental. Maybe I'm not putting in what I should. But at the same time, I also feel like it's just kind of standard... I don't know. You, went, gonna, to, you went to Bible college, so... Yeah, it's, it, it reminds it's, me it's of, that stuff. of a Bible college, like, mandatory course you would have to take and a book you would have to do. Yeah. No, no... Um, disrespect to whoever decided to give that to us but um i mean the the discussions that stem from it, i'm gonna i'm gonna say this the discussions that stem from it are, are pretty good because uh, they go off topic well they they there are some questions that can i mean the the commentary that's inside i can take or leave but the discussions that stem from it I, maybe that's the point too yeah it could be the discussions are so, good yeah it's the but i feel like the questions and like the the commentary in it is very surface level but yeah. maybe the discussions are where you're supposed to have the most growth yeah. i'm sorry i'm just looking at walter right now and he's like enjoying the hell out of that sunshine that yeah. little patch over there he's waiting for lizards i can tell yeah i think he's injured walter is our he's a road runner that lives in our yard he's a road runner we see him every day though we named him 
Like in the morning, he has a certain spot that he sits. When I go to work, he's always in that one spot. Stays in our yard. Like I really do think he's he might be injured. I don't know. I yesterday he was running around pretty good. Was he? Yeah. In the mornings, he likes to hop up on the fence by the side of the house and soak in the sun. I think right now he's waiting for lizards to crawl across the wall because he wants to eat them. Hmm. But yeah, and, he's... and this is a good time to hunt for lizards too because it's a little bit colder. Yeah. And lizards are cold blooded, and when it's cold, they can't really move that fast. Being the New Mexicans so. that we are, we named him Walter Whitetail <laughs> because he has a white tail, mm. and you know that's good. The reference there, but yeah. So that's anyways. good. Shut up. <laughs> no, I mean and it, I'm that's... super interested. Keep talking about this. <laughs> I was talking about a heavy topic, just like you were. Okay, I'm sorry. Give me respect. They're running. It's fine. Someone's gonna get hurt. I give it two minutes. Oh, well, whatever. They'll figure it out. They know where the like, first aid ah, kit is. That does not comfort me. <laughs> You know, like band-aids in all the wrong have places. Have figure it out. Problem mm-hmm. solve. Did you talk to your mom about maybe... Is this a podcast conversation? About what? Tonight? Third Eye Blind? There's a light. So I was, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm so old. The other day, maybe like a year ago. I listened to Third Eye Blind in high school a bit. Yeah, I'll say I did. Um, it was the thing to do in the 90s. And I never 2000s. took the time to pay attention to the lyrics, but it was kind of poppy sounding, sort of like, ha, ah, like yeah. bubblegum, like pop, whatever. Yeah. But then I was reading the lyrics like maybe a year ago, maybe six months ago, and it's like heroin use and like drug addiction. And I'm like, like dang, this, is, this is like, dark. Yeah, he was uh, going through, through a time yeah. when he wrote that stuff. It was just kind of interesting. Man, I had so much to say, and I just can't remember. So you're talking about church and taking a break and thinking like, yeah, I could even yeah. take a break for three or four years. But like, mm-hmm. is it just that you need a break from like organized religion and church structure? Or is it that you need a break from like faith? I honestly, I, I'm not sure. But I do like, um, I don't know. I don't know. We can stop talking about it, I guess. But you don't have to. No, that was just that was just my thought. Like, Well, it is frustrating when you go, oh, Walter's on the move. When you go to like a church and you're like, I call bullshit on that. I call bullshit on that. I call, and you're like, pretty soon you're not even getting anything out of it. You're just like check marking like the bullshit statements. And let me be clear. There are a lot of really good pastors and really good churches and, and really good messages. But this church, I'm going to be honest, is not one of them. <laughs> and that sounds judgmental. I really don't care. I feel like it's deceptive and it's, yeah. and it's not okay to be telling people how they should vote. And it's not okay to be doing some of the things that you were telling me that they were doing. I just, I don't think that's right. And I think it deceives people. And mm-hmm. so I call bullshit on church deception, Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. We may stop talk- talking about faith, I guess. It's, it kind of just depresses me. <laughs> oh, okay. But, uh, I mean, learning stuff is, is really interesting to me. So that's why I kind of love this app. Mm-hmm. I'm reading this, like I said, I'm, I'm maybe an hour, which I'm like a, a quarter through this uh, lecture slash book called Meaning. Um, I do want to get at something more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to uh, Brian and Gio made a podcast the other day, and they were talking about Lord what of the Rings. Up, Brian and Gio? Shout out to Brian and Gio made a podcast. Check them out on iTunes. They talk about really cool stuff. Yeah, they do. Um, and the other Brian added uh, added some some interestingness to the podcast which is cool but that kind of inspired me to read some fantasy here comes the kids i'm gonna bash my head into a wall uh i am a parent though it's okay i can i mean i should 
I felt like that. Get my responsibility. Anyway. In the car. Yeah. We were driving from Denver. Mm -hmm. I, I do want to read some more like lighthearted stuff, not so much heavy stuff that makes me ponder all the time. I read a C. Lewis uh, book called yes. The Four Love, The Four Loves, um, and it was read by C. Lewis, which is really cool. I didn't know what he sounded like, but he. C. Lewis. C. S. Lewis, oh. uh, The Four Loves. Um, they're gonna cry. Nope, you can't come out here. Um, which is really cool. I, I maybe half of the stuff C. Lewis says. C. S. Lewis says is over my head. One is the, the separation in language. Like he's speaking English, but it's like British English and it's intellectual British English and it's really hard for me to understand sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but I caught some of it and it was it was really interesting. The Four Loves, it, there's an audiobook on Hoopla, check it out. But I do wanna read some fantasy. So I, I do wanna a read, I'm saying read, listen to fantasy. Um, uh, so there's uh, Lion and the Witch of the Wardrobe, the Narnia series. I do want to do that. But the, four, the, the, the um, Lord of the Rings, I was thinking about doing that too, like just to kind of get things, um, you know, get something more happy in my you life. You should pick a fantasy book that's like that's something you could read with Luke and read like a chapter a night with him. I could do that. I could do Narnia. That'd be really cool. I have the Narnia series. You should do that. I somewhere. That'd be awesome. That book, the big thick book. I have it somewhere. You should, you should like... Do I have it somewhere? I don't know. Not you. My big thick Narnia book. I don't know. I need to unpack our boxes. But, uh, yeah, so I think I'm... Okay, there's dinosaurs. Oh my god. Um, I think I want to get that done. What are you listening to? Let's close, let's wrap this up. Okay. <laughs> do you want me to go first? You can get your phone out and take no, a look. I'm good. I've actually been listening to a podcast called The Dream. Mm -hmm. um, it's about MLM marketing. <laughs> Big surprise there. Um, it talks about the history, why people get sucked into it, um, the actual statistics based on the projected statistics of the companies. They do some testing on some of the products and tell you if it's actually worth the price you're paying for it. Um, super, super interesting podcast. I would recommend it. Um, yeah, it's really good. Um, so it's called The Dream. I think it's on Wondery. Um, mm. But yeah, you can look it up, The Dream Podcast. It's super good. Yeah. Really interesting. Um, yeah, just kind of talks about all of that stuff, digs pretty deep into it. I, If you know anything about me, I hate MLM marketing. Do not sell me your essential oil. We should, we should do an entire podcast on, on, yeah, I, on I could. oils. I, good God. Um, Dude. I, I don't want I, your oils, your wraps, your isogenics. I don't want any of it. I love being a science teacher because I can tell my kids like bluntly, like, Oils cannot heal you. They will not heal you. They, they smell, smell nice. good. <laughs> they will not heal you. Um, or like cure any ailments that you have, right? Right. So. Yeah, no, but anyway, so that's a really good podcast I've been listening to. I binged, listened, binge listened, sorry, in like two days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and it's, I'm waiting for the next one, like with great anticipation. What music are you listening to? Um, lately I've been still kind of on a K-Flay trip. A little bit. Um, all I hear is the sound of T-Rexes in the distance. It's fine. They're not out here bugging me, so that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not a bad mostly. parent. I'm really not. Um, I hope maybe I'm, maybe I am. I hope I'm not. You hope you're not. I hope I'm not. Um, let me let me just pull this up. What are you listening to while I figure this out? I'll wait till you're done. Oh. Because I want to have my own. What am I listening to segment? While you're looking that up, I, I forgot. To, if I talk about Lord of the Rings and Tolkien, I have to shout out Ryan. This is, true. this is true. So, I mean, Ryan, sorry we're shouting you out so late if you're listening to this, but... Um, He's listening. <laughs> He's always listening. Ryan P. Freeman, the great, 
the great brother of Lindsay. Um, he is an author. He lives Quite in Missouri. If you enjoy fantasy, check out Ryan's uh, works. I think he's writing a book as we speak. Um, but uh, check out his website, ryanpfreeman.com. He writes books. Um, I'll listen to it as soon as... Actually, Ryan, if you're listening, can you please read your entire book, record it, and send it to me? <laughs> just a little favor. Wow. I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. He actually but, has a new book coming out this month. It's an illustrated version of one mm, of his fantasy books. Ooh. Pretty proud of him. Check out his stuff, Ryan P. Freeman. Do, do something creative, right? Like, yeah. It doesn't have to really make you money. Like, this podcast... We have like maybe three listeners, maybe, maybe two, maybe one, maybe, maybe nobody. Um, <laughs> the internet says that we have listeners. When I look at our, our analytics, which is which baffles me because the recording quality is terrible most of the time. Better this week because we're on the iPhone, not on my, uh-huh. not on my Pixel, sadly, and not on our not, not on the laptop with clanking mics, but. Uh, do something creative. Like, it's fun. It doesn't have to make you money. Like, but we make time to do this. Yeah. We're not neglecting our kids, we promise. They're here. They They have probably 98% of our time. Anyways, I'm sorry. That was a, that was a segue. Well, so, what are you listening to? So, Atmosphere has a new album out. Um, mm-hmm. I've listened to a couple of the singles. They're pretty good. Um, I kind of went on a hiatus from Atmosphere because it's, like, sentimental to me. But his new stuff doesn't sound like his old stuff. And mm-hmm. so, I kind of am like, okay, yeah. I have to avoid Atmosphere. It's okay. Because associations with previous relationships. It's all good. Um, I kind of kicked back into um, AFI because we talked about our top ten albums, so I've been listening to December Underground. Wait. My, my, mm-hmm. my um, finger hurts. Oh no! Can you go in there? I don't need a bandstand. Well, that's okay. good news. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to Siskiyou, the band uh-huh. Siskiyou again. Um, and then there's this artist. Her name is I can't even. I'm gonna say it wrong. It's like Saw Rock. It's like S A dash R O C. Um, she's kind of on the hip hop front. I like her a lot. She's very female empowering. Um, her lyrics are good. So that's cool. Um, so now that all the kids are out here, the damn stampede. Uh huh. That'd be a good band name, damn stampede. Oh, thank you, Juju. Can you put that in the trash? Thank you. We're starting a band called Damn Stampede, and mm-hmm. the prerequisite is that you have to have at least three kids around you at all yeah. times. All right. All right, you guys can go in there now. Okay. Thank you. He can be out here. He's fine. You guys go in there now. Um, so I'm listening to a couple. I'm listening. I started listening to an album called um, The Boy. Wait, is this the band? Or... Yeah, yeah, this is the band. This is the album. The Boy Who Died Wolf by Highly Suspect. Um, it's, uh, smack me in the face with a stick. it's pretty interesting. She's okay, guys. Just go in there. We want simple things as parents, guys. We just want quiet. Just a little bit of quiet. I have tolerance for the little ones right now, but the big ones I don't. Oh, the big ones go back. Yeah. I'm sure the neighbors are ready. Yeah. So I'm going to wrap this up real quick. So Talon of the... Talon of the Hawk by the Front Bottoms. It's kind of like, it reminds me of like um, some some like old emo sort of. Um, but the album was released in 2013, so it's good. I'm also listening to the Black A Black Mile to the Surface by Manchester Orchestra. Um, it's good grading 
Papers music. Um, yeah. Also, Thank You for Today by Death Cab. So, it's good stuff. Copeland, Ear Candy. Um, mixing in some Arcade Fire. It's good stuff. Yeah, we're going to wrap up. Um, I'm ready to go give some spankings out. Yeah. Now we're singing Hallelujah. Handles yeah. Messiah by a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you do? What are you singing? Um, have you, have you, pressing the road? Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She's so cute. She is super cute. She doesn't bug me as much as like the older ones do. That's true. Cool, it's time out. What do you do? We're out. Have a good weekend, everybody. Mm -hmm.